Sports Central with Corey Geiger is on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. Call in now, 814-946-0435. That's 814-946-0435. Now, Sports Central on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. Here's your host, Corey Geiger. Surprise! You ready? Yes, I am. Let's go! Okay. Yeah. I'm Dave Shannon sitting in for Corey Geiger. It is Sports Central on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. It is Thursday afternoon. The sun finally made an appearance for us, and probably by Saturday, maybe you'll be a bit sick of it. Because we've gone from pretty okay weather to we're going straight into the hazy, hot, and humid stuff. And we'll experience that tomorrow, upper 80s, and then into the 90s on Saturday. That comes crashing to an end then, Saturday night into Sunday. But hoping that all the baseball and softball playoffs for high school get underway and they're able to play all the games. We'll see how that works out. They're talking about a late-day thunderstorm in store for tomorrow so keeping our fingers crossed that the schedule remains intact for all the teams coming up district six championships are just around the corner and up your block and looking forward to potentially bringing you a game or two probably on classic favorites wtrn our wicked stepsister station so we're hoping to be able to get those to you as well what is going on in the world of sports? Ah, oh, the kids are playing in the sandbox. A day after Alabama coach Nick Saban declared that Texas A&M bought every player on their team to secure their number one recruiting class this year. Those is fighting words. Aggish coach Jimbo Fisher responded with a diatribe of insults, defenses, and return accusations. This from Yahoo Sports. Fisher held a brief news conference this morning labeling the accusations as untrue and despicable and called Saban a narcissist, while implying that Saban had, for decades, run unethical programs and seemingly violated NCAA rules en route to becoming an iconic seven-time national championship coach. Now, Fisher was an assistant at LSU under Saban. That was back in 2000 to 2004 and repeatedly implied insider knowledge of Saban's, quote, tactics, unquote. He said it's despicable that someone can say something about someone, and more importantly, 17-year-old kids taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their family, that they broke state laws, that we brought every player, bought, that is, every player in the group. Fisher said we didn't buy anybody. Saban said Wednesday night that Texas A&M was using name, image, and likeness money to recruit top talent in violation of NCAA rules. It was a repeat of other allegations that A&M was aggressive using NIL in recruiting. Alabama finished second in recruiting rankings after having tallied nine top-ranked classes across 13 years, according to Rivals.com. Saban said A&M made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player. But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. That's from Saban. And his comments were stunning because while coaches often allege rule violations to reporters off the record, they rarely are so bold in front of the cameras. Fisher's response was even more heated, saying some people think they're God. Go into how God did his deal, and you may find out a lot of other things that you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past. You can find out anything you want to find out, or what he does and how he does it. Fisher, like Saban, wouldn't go into specifics, He just said it's uh, despicable when a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way. 
Fisher continued, the narcissist in him doesn't allow that to happen. He said, the parody in college football he's talking about, go talk to coaches who coached for him. You'll find all the parody. Go dig in. You can find out anything. Fisher railed on Saban as a grown man who didn't get his way and wants to pout and throw a fit and act up. Meanwhile, Fisher said his time working under Saban was illuminating. He stayed at LSU after Saban left for the Dolphins and didn't join Saban's staff when he returned to college football at Alabama a couple of years later. Fisher implied that was because he didn't like how Saban operated. Or maybe he had more money coming from somewhere else. Uh, He says, Jimbo says, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and you learn how not to do things. There's a reason I don't go back and work with them. I don't want to be associated with them. This is some pretty heavy stuff. And uh, despite, I don't know if any of you catch the WRTA mornings radio program on this station, but I, I told Rich, I said, hey, football's just around the corner and up your block. No, it's not. It's May. And it's like, as old as we are, it'll be here before we know it. So there's some football talk for you. Jimbo and Nick, shots across the bow in college football before anything really even begins. Something that has begun, let me bring you up to date. It is the PGA Championship first round going on. And atop the leaderboard with a five under is Rory McIlroy. A couple of players tied at four under. Matt Kutcher at three under along with Answer. So that is what is going on with the PGA Championship. Oh, and it's the debut of Joe Buck on ESPN. So that should be. I'll have to tune that in after the show's over just to see how Joe's doing. Joe does, you know, okay with golf. And so I'm sure he's doing okay with ESPN. I don't think they do things any differently. They all have headsets with microphones on them. So it'll still be interesting. Uh, It's, to me, just because it's been that long with Joe being at the top as far as the sports broadcasters at Fox Sports goes, it's going to be a big change coming up here in the fall to not have Joe Buck be a part of any of those games on Fox. He will be doing, and of course you wonder about, you know, they say money talks and you know what walks, but I, money can talk all at once too, but is it really worth anything if your audience just drops dramatically? And I'm not saying that, you know, it's necessarily going to do that, but it could happen. Yes, ESPN, for as much reach as they have, uh, it's still cable only. And at least with being with Fox, you're at a standard broadcast network, and that's going to get you on pretty much every system in America, be it satellite, be it cable, whatever. So there's the potential for a lot smaller audience for Joe Buck coming up in the fall, but we'll see how that plays out. Once again, at the top of the leaderboard, Rory McIlroy at five under. So that's the way the PGA Championship is going on to this point. A couple of things uh, around our pro sports teams in Pittsburgh. By the way, you're invited to call in, 814-946-0435. We're here to take your calls, too and talk to you about what's coming up. You know, I had a discussion here earlier in the spring with some folks on this show regarding the use of the shot clock in basketball, and that got shot down by the PIAA. One of the things that was part of the reason behind it was the fact that there's going to be a cost involved to the high school, the home high school, for every game if they implement a shot clock. There will have to be someone who is paid as an official to operate the shot clock. So you've got that wage that you have to deal with. Then you have the equipment costs. 
and I'm not I'm not sure exactly how those costs go. Maybe somebody's out there that's dealt with these kinds of things at high school. I know putting in the play clock in football, that was a bit of a struggle for the first couple of years, and eventually everybody got their systems in, and they have some kind of a clock there that's easily visible from the field and then also from the press box to tell you about the play clock. But it took a while for all that to happen. Even, you know, I remember that even happening at St. Francis University. It was a little bit a little bit difficult to get that going there, too. So there's always things that have to be were bugs, if you will. They're not features. They're bugs. And those have to be worked out before the season begins in any sport. But maybe you have some thoughts on that, the play clock being shot down, the shot clock, that is, being shot down in high school basketball. Once again, the high school baseball and softball playoffs uh, getting underway. And stay tuned. We'll keep you up to date as to when we may have a game or two for you here on, well, probably not here on WRTA. After all, we are the flagship station for Altoona Curve Baseball, and they play in the evenings. And uh, we try to tailor our baseball to the evenings. So just keep that in mind. Hey, J.D. called from Claysburg here. I should get to his call. At 814-946-0435. Hi, J.D. Yeah, hey, uh, I was just wondering, um, since uh, you guys uh, do a lot of Bellwood games, uh, what's the community, uh, are they, is their hair catching on fire uh, since they've joined the uh, LH, the Laurel Highlands, and uh, are they going to be 2-8, and eight, or are they going to be... Uh... And the other thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, what do you think about the... Uh, ICC, some of the new teams over the mountain. The only one that's really confusing me is Connemaw Township. Mm-hmm. Every other uh, school, uh, Berlin. What do you got, Som- Somerset and Winber both going into the ICC? No, not uh, Somerset. It's okay. uh, North Star, okay. uh, Berlin, mm-hmm. and Myersdale. Mm. And the only one that isn't is Connemaw Township. They're going into the Heritage, but it makes no sense to me because if they stayed... If they went to the ICC, they'd probably play all the District 5A uh, and AA schools in football, like Northern, Tussie, Everett, mm-hmm. you know. I just wanted to hear what you thought, um, you know, how that was playing out in Bellwood, even though that's a different topic. But No, that's fine. That, no, no, it's a good topic, actually, because it's something that uh, people are going to have to uh, come to grips with. And I think, I think one thing... Um, I, I think there will be a little bit of, especially if the season turns out well for Bellwood Andis, they're going to be able to, you know, say, okay, everybody said we played a week schedule, so here we're in this new conference and we did okay after all. That's if they do well. If they do mediocre, then you can say they're still a good football team, but, you know, maybe they're not as good as that record showed year after year. And if they totally, you know what, the bed, then that's going to be a problem. Right. So, uh, yeah, Laurel Highlands, I'll tell you what, that is, uh, I got my introduction to that through Bishop Guilfoyle uh, for a couple of seasons and then this past year with Central. And uh, there's, there's some games there that there's no cakewalks. Right. Did you take a, I tried to read that the other day in the mirror. It's so confusing, but... I think Bellwood's going to be playing Central, Bishop Guilfold, uh, Dubois, Huntington. Uh, it's pretty tough, sounds to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's not going to be easy. So, uh, yeah, that one's uh, – and the other, you know, you're going to have Tyrone in there, too. Oh, I forgot Tyrone. Right? Yeah. So uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It was something that you kind of felt was going to happen, the idea of, quote-unquote, super conference in high school football uh i was uh, i was amazed last year too about the the teams that ended up doing co-ops Correct. and you know i thought it was extremely impressive how successful the co-op was between juniata valley and williamsburg i thought that worked out outstanding uh juniata valley of course gets the credit because that they're the parent team i guess when it comes to that particular get together but still uh, that worked out very well for them, and it makes you wonder sometimes maybe <laughs> if these uh, 
if these super conferences get to be a little bit too tough on everyone, that maybe there'll be more co-ops then, and you know they just got a new glut of teams, and maybe they'll have fewer teams as it goes along. Yeah, that's uh, that's the whole thing, and I hate to see some of these small schools. Um, I'm really old, so I go back to the days when it was Lily and. Uh, uh, Galitzin, now it's Penn Cambria, and right. it was Robert Steele and uh, Saxton, and now it's Tussie Mountain, so it's been, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, um, I'm just interested to see what, because uh, I think they're going to have a north and south in the ICC again, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's, uh, right now, Claysburg's in the south, mm-hmm. and um Geez, uh, so- our girls' softball team is really doing well. They've got, like, a, I think a 12-3 and three record. But teams that are playing down there, they're, you know, fun and fan at metal, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Forbes Road, they're not giving them much of a – so I just wonder how that's going to play off when they get in the playoffs. They really haven't played anybody tough. Yeah, it's going to be too interesting to see because, you know, we've talked about this when we do the high school football coaches show about how each school has a culture in them a culture of winning or a you know a culture of good play a culture of good athletes and that kind of thing that builds up over the course of time and uh, is is that going to be enough to keep the kids interested in playing if they move to a new conference i i overheard some folks talking today about how student athletes when you get into a conference and you're not competitive and even though they may be a very good athlete and very good at what sport they play or what sport they like or even multiple sports, if they know that school is in a conference that's not going to be producing, they're not going to be able to win in that conference, there's a reluctance on student-athletes to go ahead and play. Exactly. You know, yeah. part of the fun of playing is winning. <laughs> and so if you know you're in a, you know, on a uh, school that has no particular heritage when it comes to winning ways, then you may just stay away from it. It's like, yeah, I'd like to play X, but I'm not going to play X here. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, Dave. I just wanted to – we don't get to talk too much high school sometimes. Corey likes to, but it never seems he gets much response. So um, I just want – I know you – I listen to you a lot on uh, him during basketball season, so I know you were interested in that particular – Oh, yeah. High school stuff. So No, All absolutely. Right. I appreciate the call, J.D., and I hope to uh, continue the trend, so to speak. Okay, keep up the good work. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right, 814-946-0435. The phones are open for you to call in and become a part of Sports Central. Dave Shannon sitting in for Corey Geiger. We'll take a break and be back with more. You're listening to Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. The local talk block continues after this on Talk Radio 98.5 WRTA. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher did not hold back to claims made yesterday by Alabama head coach Nick Saban, with Saban claiming that every Aggie recruit was bought by NIL money. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it, and it's despicable. Fisher, who once worked for Saban, said the Crimson Tide coach tried to call him today, but Fisher didn't accept the call, adding, quote, we're done, end quote. At the PGA Championship, Rory McIlroy has the first-round lead at five under par after a round of 65, played in the same group as Tiger Woods, who's nine back after a four over 74. Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics and Heat, 8.30 Eastern time. Celtics will have Al Horford tonight and Marcus Smart. Derek White's out for personal reasons. Mets pitcher Max Scherzer out six to eight weeks with an oblique strain. Welcome to Best Way Pizza. Can I take your order, please? I like it square and fast. Three cuts and a drink. I'd like a square bowling and some breadsticks, I think. We dare, we dare, we dare, dare to be square. Thank you. Whether it's before the game or after the game, satisfy your hunger at Best Way Pizza in Greenwood, Holidaysburg, or 6th Avenue, Altoona. You'll get it fast and get it fresh. Ask for the three-cut special or the ten-cut special. If you're feeding a crowd, get the 28-cut party pizza. Always a hit. At Bestway Pizza in Greenwood, Holidaysburg, and 6th Avenue, Altoona. 
Life is full of things that can be hard, but your water shouldn't be one of them. Call Culligan to have them install one of their high-efficiency water softeners that'll put an end to hard water spotting on drinking glasses and shower doors. Plus, a high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can eliminate soap residue. You'll use less laundry detergent, and your pipes and water heater will stay unclogged. So make the call. Hey, Culligan man! 944-2091. Culligan. Better water, pure and simple. 1801 Valley View Boulevard, Altoona. ARC Federal Credit Union can help you with many of the important things in life. If you'd like to become a member, ARC has growing opportunities and you'd be surprised at how easy it is to qualify now that ARC includes over two dozen local employers and organizations. And with two branches, it's easier than ever. Services like business loans, online banking, and mobile deposit. Let us show you the many benefits of being a member of ARC Federal Credit Union. Stop into 1919 7th Avenue in Altoona and 419 North 7th Street in Juniata. Pacifico's bakery products have been on the dinner table of families throughout central Pennsylvania since 1947. Whether it's Pacifico's famous Italian bread, your favorite sandwich rolls, or any of the other varieties of quality products you have loved for years. And it's located right here in our own hometown. Check out the Pacifico's Bakery Outlet, where you can choose your favorites at a great price. Stop in every Friday for some yummy extra special baked goods. Pacifico's Bakery in Altoona, proud to be a part of our community. Do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? Hi, I'm Dr. Daryl Warner from Blair Weight Loss Center, and I know the secret. My unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points or calories, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no surgery, no HCG, and no hypnosis, call my office now at 814-631-5600. Hi, this is Rich Dennis for Blair Weight Loss. Hey, do you want to lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two? You can Call today for your free private weight loss consultation, 814-631-5600. I needed to lose between 10 and 15, and I lost that in one week. They'll give you instruction. They'll give you an update every single day on your email. Plus, they'll give you recipes, too, where you can use all the food that you need to get that weight you need to lose. That's 814-631-5600, or go online at BlairWeightLoss.com. While we may disagree a lot, we do agree Rural King's our favorite place for spring planning. Yeah, but we've got to focus. Roses, a couple flats of impatience, and a spade. A shovel? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking tiller. Oh, we do not need a tiller. Wait, a mower. Those new zero turns are sweet. Focus. Roses, mulch, shovel, impatience. Jeez, talk about impatient. Can I help you? Yeah, Yeah, chainsaws. Let's go. I'm almost done mowing this section. Ridiculous. I am a turnpike worker. I am a road hazard. I am a human life. Every day I go to work. I know I am risking my life. I know that in an instant, my child could be an orphan. I know that if you hit me at 45 miles per hour, my bones will break. At 65, I will die. I will die. I will die. I am a coach. I am a father. I am a mother. Please. 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 Slow down in work zones. More than 30 PA turnpike workers have died while performing their duties. Take the safe driving pledge at OperationOrangeSqueeze.com. For the news that affects you, depend on us. I, too, am sick of all of this uh, illegal immigration. Republicans can't change Democrats. Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. Someone goosed Mr. Richie. It is Talk Radio 98.5 WRTA. I'm Dave Shannon sitting in for Corey Geiger. It is Sports Central. Appreciate the call from J.D. Called in to talk a little bit about high school sports and uh, conference changes that are going on and what that may mean for different schools. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out on many levels. One, of course, the games that will be played. The other level that it will be interesting to see play out is there are always expectations going into a season based on past performance. What if those expectations are not met coming in? Uh, And I'm not sure, uh, I would have to check up on this, what the commitment was when these schools made changes into these new conferences for them let's go back to the phones dan and altoona is on the line dan good afternoon and there you are yeah no no i was just uh 
Uh, uh, Monday night I was at the Altoona School Board meeting when they hired uh, Doug Pepper mm-hmm. for the basketball. See, well, let's. I'm going to back up just a little bit. Two two weeks ago, Mike Boylan from the the Altoona Mirror was on. Corey had him on. I don't know if you listened to him or not. No, I didn't catch that. Well, you you, you missed it, Jim. Okay. And 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 well, Mike is is a real good reporter. Oh, he's outstanding. You know, we always bump into each other many different times during football and basketball season. And uh, Mike is always, if we're looking for certain things about a particular team or whatever, he'll share what information he has on a team that uh, may be playing that particular night. He'll ask us some questions, although that more often goes with us talking to him than, you know, asking him about things than him asking us because he, he just comes to every event so prepared. It, it, that, that's exactly right, and and you don't do too bad yourself now, Dave. You know, you uh, you you you, uh, you do a, a notable job, you know, and uh, uh, I, I appreciate it. See now, my 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 heart is, is with high school sports. Mm-hmm. That's that's that doesn't matter. Yeah, naturally, you know. You know, I like the local sports like BG and Altoona and things, but that doesn't stop me from like Tyrone and and Bellwood and things like this, and, and Central and uh, different schools like this. See, mm-hmm. and and this is what you were talking about the previous caller. See, oh, and and you mentioned something about there's going to be more co-ops. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean it's. Hey, if no other reason, Dan, you know, they're always telling us about how the population's getting lower in Pennsylvania, and it's that's a fact, and it's going to continue that way, and as population gets lower, then there's going to be less students to draw from for athletics, and the whole co-op concept is going to come into much bigger play then. Okay, now, buddy, you know, you just mentioned that. Now, what do you think of this co-op situation? I uh, I thought it was good. You know, there are kids uh, at every school that enjoy playing. Now, some, you know, actually many of the athletes are three-sport athletes. And uh, so it gives them a chance. If their school was unable to put a team on the field in the particular sports that that athlete wanted or enjoys playing, I think they make a lot of sense to give that that student athlete an opportunity to do what he or she loves. Okay, now what do you think about if 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 an athlete is homeschooled? What do you think about him being a co-op uh, student? Uh, for for athletics, uh, I think that should be considered because you know a uh, that kind of a, a schooling. Uh, would definitely it's still not going to take away if they were athletic to begin with and they had a sport that they enjoyed playing uh just because they're in you know a charter school or uh they're even if they're being homeschooled that they still enjoyed that sport and they should have an opportunity now the guidelines there would have to almost fall around okay what school district or what school would you have played in if you were going to public school you know, it's like, how do you det- determine where that athlete goes? Yeah, that that's true. But then again, now you see, but you mentioned like a charter school. Now, a, a charter school has structure. Mm-hmm. See, but if you're if, if you're homeschooling a, a, a student, mm-hmm. it's not structured. Then it's a, it's an individual thing. See. Mm-hmm. See? You see where I'm coming from, Dave. Sure. And, you know, the the one thing uh, I, I think that uh, I, I still say that the, those kids should be given an opportunity to participate in a sport that they particularly like because, you know, most, most student athletes, they didn't just jump into it because they got to high school. You know, they didn't, just didn't decide at that point, okay, let's say baseball. You know, the kids are starting with Little League. And then, you know, that may, you know, evolve into teener league. And then, you know, they get to high school and they'll play baseball in high school. 
So that's been a long, ongoing process. They know what they like. They're actually trained in it. And so they don't just pop out of nowhere and suddenly become an athlete. And I'm sure every anyone that is in that, you know, either charter school or homeschooled experience has that that desire to continue to play that sport, I think they should be given the opportunity. Absolutely. See, you're absolutely right. And, and I feel the same way. Now, let's back up to when Corey had Mike on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then I called in, see, and, and I called in. They went through just like that previous caller you had about the different uh, leagues and different things like this, how it's, how it's developing and what it's going to be. It's going to be very, very interesting to see see how that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, then I brought up a question to Corey, and Corey didn't want to handle the question, but he did because about 10 days before I asked the question, he was researching about... Uh, uh, about the expense of athletics and things like this, mm-hmm. and how it's uh, how it's going to start to affect the school districts. See, well, you know, and Dan, I you know, I think one of the things you may be getting at is they're all talking about tax increases, and this is not sports related. This is my personal opinion. I've stated it on the morning show. Any school board that passes a tax increase for any of the taxpayers in their school district have no compassion at all. Once again, if they vote in favor of it, then I want to know what church you go to and what you've been learning when you go there. Okay, if you're going to church on Sunday, you've learned absolutely nothing about compassion for your fellow man. And the other thing is, okay, you look at athletics. Boy, that's a nice, ripe, juicy, quick and easy thing to take care of. I think there are other things within any school district that can be pared down. Not necessarily cut, but pared down. Okay, I know Rich and I were talking about this in the mornings. Hey, turn the thermostat in the summer. Turn it up a little bit. Or in the winter... Turn it down a little bit. I know I live in my house with a thermostat at 67. Rich lived at his house this winter with his thermostat at 65. Okay, now this summer, I'm going to be 76, 77. That's where I'm going to do that. Because I know if I use those old traditional temperatures, my light bill and my gas bill are going to be totally out of control. So why don't the school districts do that? And why do they take, I'm going to call it that, low-hanging fruit? That's what athletics is to them, low-hanging fruit. And it's like they don't understand that, yes, there are the sports are there, there are some equipment things that need to be bought, there's uniforms, whatever, as far as that goes. But what sports teaches young athletes is the concept of a team. And in life, you're going to have to work with other people and perform as a team. And I think athletes that come out of high school sports are in some ways better prepared for life in general because they know what it takes to become a champion, to succeed. If they want to succeed in life, they're going to need some team members around them. And they well, learn that in high school athletics. Well, it's a, it, it's a structure. They're, they're being structured, mm-hmm. Dave, and everything. And my point, I'm going to, and then I'll let you go. I've got one more point. Now, I was there Monday night when they hired, see. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it went back to my conversation with Corey, what Mike had to say. See, okay, they, uh, the, the room was, uh, the, the, the attendance was extremely high for a school board meeting, see. Well, what happened was, see, there was, the majority of the people there were there to recognize their kids for music. Mm-hmm. And there was 12 of them that were recognized, see? Mm-hmm. So there probably was 60 people there, <clears throat> and that's extremely high. But then after, after they got their awards and everything like this, then the room dissipated and everything and then when it come time to introduce doug then there was only just a very hand few yeah 
people there see. But my point is that 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 there's parents. What was the case in point Monday night? They were there for their kids and music, not sports. Right. Now, what do you think about that on the other scope? Now, you... You know, that's... Dan, when you come right down to it, it's it's the same thing as sports. You know, if you're a member of a band, the band's success is based on a group of people. And you may excel, uh, you know, and, and you get rewarded maybe as a senior or whatever it is you do within the band, within the orchestra, uh, within the the smaller group, whatever it is. But in the end, it takes a group of people to make something good happen. And, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, and, that, and that's where, and, 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 and that all revolves around structure, Dave. Yeah, you're right, Dan. That's that's a good way to put it. Hey, buddy, I got to run because I, I'm late on the news here. So I appreciate your call. I always do. And uh, you always think about a lot of different things and sometimes things that people don't think about. So we appreciate that. Have yourself a good evening, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Okay. In the WRTA Newsroom, I'm Jim Taylor. Huntingdon Borough Police say a local man is facing numerous sex-related charges accused of attempting to solicit sex from a 13-year-old girl. Police were called to Crawford Apartments last October for a report of an assault where the girl's mother admitted to punching 27-year-old William Bolts in the face after she had allegedly discovered numerous inappropriate messages between him and her daughter. His phone, authorities say, revealed multiple messages and inappropriate photos that had been exchanged between himself and the 13-year-old girl. He is being housed at the Huntingdon County Prison on $50,000 bail. A woman was put in jail earlier today after unintentionally letting a five-year-old boy get into her bag of meth while she was taking a nap, according to state police. On April 10th, around 6.30 p.m., police were sent to Nick's Grab-and-Go in Frankstown Township for a child they later learned was under the influence of meth, according to court documents. The mother told police she had picked him up from 32-year-old Elizabeth Ann Moser's house, a relative who had been watching her children overnight. Moser was sent to Blair County Prison after failing to post 10% of her $75,000 cash bail. Police are warning residents about a scam where someone impersonates an officer over the telephone. Ferguson Township Police Department said in a press release, the department said that you should never provide personal bank account or financial information. In order to pay a fine, individuals would be directed by officers to the court and never asked for Green Dot Money Pack cards, Apple iTunes cards, or money orders. And a judge has ordered a temporary halt to Governor Tom Wolf's plan to toll as many as nine major bridges on interstates in Pennsylvania, siding Wednesday with Cumberland County and a handful of of municipalities that are challenging the process as both illegal and unconstitutional. Commonwealth Court Judge Ellen Seisler ordered the halt. Wolf's push for tolling comes as states increasingly look to use fees to make up for declining gas tax revenue that is not keeping up with the demands of fixing highways and bridges. I'm Jim Taylor for Talk Radio 98.5 WRTA. Tonight, Partly cloudy with a low 57. Tomorrow, a stray thunderstorm in the morning. Otherwise warmer and humid with intervals of clouds and sunshine and a high of 87. Saturday, partly sunny, rather humid with a high 94. And Sunday, some sun, then turning cloudy with a thunderstorm in the area and a high of 87. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on Talk Radio 98.5 WRTA. This is the two-minute timeout with Joe Shuda on WRTA. Brought to you by Best Way Pizza of Hollidaysburg. Welcome to Best Way Pizza. Can I take your order, please? We dare, we dare, we dare, dare to be square. Thank you. Please pull around. Whether it's before the game or after the game, make a stop at Best Way Pizza in Hollidaysburg. You'll get it fast and get it fresh. Ask for the three-cut special, the ten-cut special, or any of your favorite subs or salads. If you're feeding a crowd, you'll need the 28-cut party pizza. Satisfy your hunger at Best Way Pizza in Hollidaysburg. Best Way Pizza. Jerry Royce talks about one of the toughest situations he faced in 22 years in the major leagues. 
Well, you got to remember, Dave Parker was very verbal in the clubhouse, and that was just his nature. It was his way to get himself ready for a ball game. The players enjoyed it. It was just a different time and place in Pittsburgh baseball history where you had this kind of clubhouse. It was just a lot of fun. Usually, it was centered around Dave Parker. We were in Chicago, and in those days, we stayed at the executive house. And Dave and I happened to be staying on the same floor, making our way down the elevator. It stops at another floor and then walks Muhammad Ali. And it was the first time I saw Dave's eyes get wide open because Ali was a hero of his. And at that point, he had never met him. And Dave stood there, and for the first time in his life, he had nothing to say. He couldn't say anything at all, like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. So I looked at Dave, and I said, well, go ahead. Why don't you just tell him right now how you could whoop Muhammad Ali? And Ali, of course, as was good-natured as anybody. He didn't say a word. He turned around, he squinted, he looked at Dave, and Dave started laughing and saying, no, I didn't say that, and then finally put his hand out. That broke the ice. The two of them met, and Ali, still within character, looks at Dave and says, I know who you are. Then he looked over at me, and I put my hand out to shake it. He wouldn't do it, and he says, I know who you are, too. You're a troublemaker and an instigator. And I go, uh-oh. Then I looked, and we still had 10 floors to go, and I thought, this is the longest elevator ride that I will ever have in my entire life. And you survived. I did survive. By the time we hit the bottom floor, everybody knew everybody, so that was quite an incident with the Pirates, and that was just one of many that occurred over 22 different seasons in the majors. That's your two-minute timeout. I'm Joe Shuda. When the news breaks, we catch every detail. They just say it like a real person. They really do separate the facts from the fictions. On WRTA. No, it's not WWF Wrestling. It's Dave Shannon sitting in for Corey Geiger on Sports Central. It is, uh, a, you can tell the humidity's building already. The sun did come out, but boy, is it humid. It gets even more humid than tomorrow and Saturday, and then that all comes crashing down, and we get back to something that's a little bit more on the normal side. So we'll see how that all plays out over the course of the weekend. 814-946-0435, the phone number to call if you'd like to be on Sports Central. Interesting discussions so far as we ended up uh, bringing up the fact that uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban are, you know, they're playing a little rough with each other in the sandbox. And then we had a number of calls about high school sports and uh, always do love to talk about high school sports, the purest form of sports that goes on as they're not really affected by name image and likeness and all the other things that go on you know you go from name image and likeness to 63 million dollar salaries so yeah that's uh, that's quite a staircase that you get to go up if you make it into any of the major leagues and you're good at what you do but nonetheless, uh, yeah, I'd love uh, talking about high school sports. One of the things, you know, you're seeing the shifting of conferences, and I suspect, and, and you know, I, I point to the Juniata Valley-Williamsburg co-op that occurred for football, and that was extremely successful. Now, I don't know that every co-op that you try to come up with for teams that can't field a full team, but still have athletes that want to play the game, how you're able to, whether those two teams work out well together or not. There are personalities just like there are in life, and they may conflict when you go ahead and you join up together. You never know about those things, but uh, credit to the coaches involved with Williamsburg and Juniata Valley. Uh, And Bill Musser just does such a great job down there in Juniata Valley even though that's actually a cult. But <laughs> just jokingly say that because Juniata Valley seems to produce so many competitive teams year after year after year. And uh, so that's why I say there's a cult at uh, Juniata Valley. Something's wrong in Alexandria. Anyway, uh, 814-946-0435. Tell you what, give somebody an opportunity to really make a point here so i'm going to get uh, the final break of the hour out of the way here so that we can come back if you have something on your mind you want to call in 814-946-0435 sports central will continue right after this stuff 
The opinions you hear on WRTA are the hosts, callers, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, or advertisers. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Dan Byer. Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher did not hold back to claims made yesterday by Alabama head coach Nick Saban, with Saban claiming that every Aggie recruit was bought by NIL money. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. Fisher, who once worked for Saban, said the Crimson Tide coach tried to call him today, but Fisher didn't accept the call, adding, quote, we're done, end quote. At the PGA Championship, Rory McIlroy has the first-round lead at five under par after a round of 65, played in the same group as Tiger Woods, who's nine back after a four over 74. Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics and Heat, 8.30 Eastern time. Celtics will have Al Horford tonight and Marcus Smart. Derek White's out for personal reasons. Mets pitcher Max Scherzer out six to eight weeks with an oblique strain. Life is full of things that can be hard, but your water shouldn't be one of them. Call Culligan to have them install one of their high-efficiency water softeners that'll put an end to hard water spotting on drinking glasses and shower doors. Plus, a high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can eliminate soap residue. You'll use less laundry detergent, and your pipes and water heater will stay unclogged. So make the call. Hey, Culligan Man! 944-2091. Culligan. Better water, pure and simple. 1801 Valley View Boulevard, Altoona. ARC Federal Credit Union can help you with many of the important things in life. If you'd like to become a member, ARC has growing opportunities, and you'd be surprised at how easy it is to qualify. Now that ARC includes over two dozen local employers and organizations. And with two branches, it's easier than ever. Services like business loans, online banking, and mobile deposit. Let us show you the many benefits of being a member of ARC Federal Credit Union. Stop into 1919 7th Avenue in Altoona and 419 North 7th Street in Juniata. Pacifico's bakery products have been on the dinner table of families throughout central Pennsylvania since 1947. Whether it's Pacifico's famous Italian bread, your favorite sandwich rolls, or any of the other varieties of quality products you have loved for years. And it's located right here in our own hometown. Check out the Pacifico's Bakery Outlet, where you can choose your favorites at a great price. Stop in every Friday for some yummy extra special baked goods. Pacifico's Bakery in Altoona, proud to be a part of our community. There's nothing more exciting than seeing your company name or logo imprinted or embroidered on quality business apparel. Proactive Sports in Altoona can make your business or organization stand out with their custom art department, screen printing, and embroidery. Whether it's for a business, high school, college, a local sports team, club, or even logo design for an event, Proactive Sports is your go-to source for screen printing and embroidery. And they even customize. Find them on the web at ProactiveSportsINC.com or stop in and see Proactive Sports in their shop at 5910 California Avenue in Altoona. The world's been waiting for months. Your wait is over. Five-star Mitsubishi Altoona announces the brand-new, completely redesigned, bigger, better, badder 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Unbelievably sexy with new interior and exterior design. Greater space for both passengers and cargo. Unsurpassed technology and connectivity. Plus the best warranty on the planet. In stock now and ready for immediate delivery. Your new 2022 Outlander is waiting. Five-star Mitsubishi Altoona. No one stocks more, no one sells for less. Did you get all that? Let me just tell you one more time. Five-star Mitsubishi Altoona announces the brand new, completely redesigned, bigger, better, badder 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Unbelievably sexy with new interior and exterior design. Plus the best warranty on the planet. In stock now and ready for immediate delivery. Your new 2022 Outlander is waiting. Five-star Mitsubishi Altoona. It doesn't get better than this. See dealer for details. Welcome to Best Way Pizza. Can I take your order, please? I like it square and fast. Three cuts and a drink. I'd like a square bowling and some breadsticks, I think. We dare, we dare, we dare, dare to be square. Thank you. Whether it's before the game or after the game, satisfy your hunger at Best Way Pizza in Greenwood, Holidaysburg, or 6th Avenue, Altoona. You'll get it fast and get it fresh. Ask for the three-cut special or the ten-cut special. If you're feeding a crowd, get the 28-cut party pizza. Always a hit. At Best Way Pizza in Greenwood, Holidaysburg, and 6th Avenue, Altoona. Giving your voice a home. It is a total corruption. We need to get root for WRTA.
Sports Central. Dave Shannon in for Corey Geiger on Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA. We have time for your call at 814-946-0435. And that's the number to call. Uh, A couple of things I did not get to uh, that I had prepared about. Of course, the one is the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I think there are big questions that are going to be answered in a very short period of time. And I do not like the fact that the Penguins are now part of the Fenway group. Just because the people at the top of that group, do they care about Pittsburgh at all? Do they really? And besides that, the Penguins at times have been a thorn in the Boston Bruins' side. So how serious are they going to be about keeping the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, 16 straight years, and granted the last five years have not been exactly good because we've expected more out of the team. We don't get it. Ones and dones in the playoffs. This year they were, and I don't know if people don't want to, but you have to realize that the fact that they were dealing without a top goalie in the playoffs. And I will stand by this. You get yourself a hot goalie, you're going to win the Stanley Cup. I watched it happen with both Marc-Andre Fleury and Matt Murray with the Penguins. Those guys got hot. The Penguins won the Cup. And those guys, when they start playing lights out, that's when you're going to make it. Are the Fenway people actually going to care whether the Penguins even make it into the playoffs. Maybe that comes under the category of all good things must end, and that could be what happens here. Uh, There are, you know, and I hate to say this because they were such big parts of the Stanley Cup runs, and that would be Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin, but it wouldn't necessarily bother me if they left. But if they lose Brian Rust... Rust reminds me of the Chris Kunitz situation. Now, granted, Chris didn't have a, a, a lot of good years afterward, but he did play with Tampa, and he did a lot of good work for the Lightning. And I would hate to see Brian Rust go somewhere else and continue to further his career when we could keep him in Pittsburgh. Now, there's one guy, and I don't mind this either. Sidney Crosby will be there till you know, he no longer wants to be is basically what's going on there. So Crosby staying is, I think, a foregone conclusion. I had always thought that Mario would hang on to the ownership of the team. And at the, uh, it, when it came to the point where Sid would announce his retirement, that Mario go, here, kid, here's the keys to the car. It's all yours now. I'm leaving. That's not what's going to happen. And I think there are some very not good things in the future. Uh, Pittsburgh sports may be... You know, it it may be tough here for a while. Obviously, the Pirates are never going anywhere under the current ownership group. So that's the way that one's going to play out. The Steelers, uh, that's kind of like a box of chocolates when it comes to that. So that's what we're dealing with there. And the Penguins now may be in the either the box of chocolates or they don't stand a snowball's chance. I don't know. The other thing is you have to question – is Louis Domingue did what he could. The question is, you mean to tell me you didn't have anybody sitting down there in Scranton Wilkesbury that would have been capable of coming up and doing more than what Louis Domingue did? If so, then you've really allowed your minor league system to come up way short. So that's what I think about the Pens. The Pirates, as I say, under the current ownership group, never going to see anything good out of there. Hey, good to fill in for Corey. Thanks for those that participated. Talk to you again tomorrow morning on WRTA Mornings. See you, bye! Sports Central is a production of Talk Radio 98.5 and 1240 WRTA Altoona.